Hi, everybody. This is Alessandro Del Vecchio, and you're watching CMS TV. Rock on. Chris Aiken presents, and I, of course, am Chris Aiken, back once again with another great metal artist that has brilliant music for you to hear. And this one, I am as serious as I can be about how great this is. It's a band I've loved for, God, seems like forever, which is scary to say, because I've been <laughs> watching this band for a very long time. They are back with what is definitely their, I would say, a, a unique record for for the band it's definitely a, a record that's different than anything i think in their catalog it's called the hollowed and here to talk all about it is the guitarist of jag panzer mr mark Brody. mark how are you good glad to be talking to you i like that intro there thank you oh sure well dude i i love the record I, and i and i'm a longtime fan you know i i mean i've been with you since god the early 90s maybe so wow good good long time and um I will say the at first listen to the record, I was like, "Wow, this is very different." You know, it, it's and, and let me preface that because I don't want people thinking, "Well, this is like like a total you know <laughs> alternative rock record to the to the power metal of of Jag Panzer." It's not that, but it's just it's it, it's it's. I don't know the other records. It seems like are song based. You know, you you write riffs, you write songs. Then you go this, it follows the story. And for people that don't know, I'm sure you're going to tell people, you know, all about the story. Well, why don't, why don't we do that? Why don't we start there? Just tell us a little bit about the hallowed and how it came to be. Well, we, you know, we wanted to do another concept album. We'd only done one before, but the right. one we did before was based on Macbeth. Right. So we wanted to write our own story this time. And, uh, the reason we wanted to do a concept album is because we approach songwriting very differently. We approach it like we're scoring a story, sure. not like writing a bunch of songs. So we started thinking of a story and that took a while. So we came up with the story, which is it's a classic adventure story and it's set in a frozen post-apocalyptic world. And you have a team of people along with a team of animals that they've trained so the and they're they're searching for this place this mythical place they've heard of called the hallowed that's warm and safe so the lyrics on the album are told from the viewpoint of the animals and then we did a comic book which is told from the viewpoint of the people so you're getting the same events but sometimes wildly conflicting viewpoints right now the comic book came out first you know, you, you did the comic book and then the record, the record is followed. Yep. So I I'm assuming, and tell me if I'm wrong, I'm assuming that you wrote the music after the, after the story was written. Is that correct or no? Um, 
Yeah, well, it was a, a fleshed out version of the story. Okay. okay. And we actually, we had the comic book ready to go. The comic book was actually finished a couple of weeks after the album was finished. But then we were shopping the album to labels. Sure. And then once we signed with Atomic Fire, they had a release date and a plan. So we thought, you know, what the hell, just release the comic first. Right. <laughs> Definitely. And, and, and now with that, when, when you write this way and as a composer, you know, I, I know you said you write to, you wrote to the story, but is that comfortable versus writing riffs first? Or do you, do you have riffs? I, I guess what I'm asking is, do you have riffs that are there and then you make them fit the story or do no. you have the story and then try to craft the riffs that'll connect the story together. Well, we had the story and then we would have these band conversations online detailed okay. about what each of us thought of the story. And that would kind of give me a, a mood to write with. And actually those conversations is why we decided to do a comic because all of us had this interest in what was going on in the story. Sure. So anyway, you know, we would have, um, you know, like the, is it the second or third song on the record? The, the song Pray. Yeah. The, in the storyline, the Panthers attack and everybody's giving the input on what it should sound like. And the general consensus would be, it needs to be a little bit up tempo. You know, it's these big cats attacking, but it can't sound like a fast metal riff. It's got to be a little different. So I came up with a riff that, that ends on four, almost like uh, the Runaways' "Cherry Bomb," like a completely right. different sounding riff for us. And right. everybody in the band is like, "That's it. That's the Panther riff." Right. Okay, now go make a song around it. <laughs> that's that's is that is that a fun process to do it that way versus the way that you do most most records? Well, I'd I, I call it fun now that it's done and over. <laughs> <laughs> right. It wasn't fun then because sometimes I would come up with the really cool, like I came up with some great mellow parts, but they don't fit until the last song. And right. so I had like, and then it, hilariously, I had about five mellow parts I really liked. And then we got to the last song where we needed a mellow part. Our drummer ended up writing it. Okay. <laughs> His mellow part fit better than mine which is cool i mean it's all about who makes the best song right sure for i, I mean you've been doing this a long time mark uh, you know a very long time really with 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 jag panzer and there's been you know obviously there's been quite a few member changes along the way with that said to do something that's that has to be this cohesive do, do you feel like you had to wait until the band itself had several years of being that cohesive to do something like this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we did have to wait and it helped that uh, even though Ken, our lead guitar player is officially a new member, he'd been touring with us for five years. And, sure. and touring means you're in close quarters mm -hmm. every day and you're interacting with that person. Yes. You better get along or, or it's not going to work. And yeah, it really helped that, Harry, John, and I known each other since we were six years old. Sure. Known Rickard, the drummer, for 32 years. Right. And then for fives. Yeah. So it was really, we were all on the same page as far as storyline because we all loved the classic Ray Harryhausen films like okay. uh, Clash of the Titans and Beast of Guanji and Jason the Argonauts. And right. so, yeah, we were all 
all we've always all been online musically really because we all grew up liking the same thing but so being online with what the story and comics should be being all together that that helped quite a bit sure now i know this isn't the musical piece of it but i'm going to assume that it was just as important because you're writing to to the concept and that's the art you know the artwork had to be it's not just a hey hire a guy and give us a give us a cool picture and put our logo on it type of a thing it's it's got to match both both the cover and i'm assuming the the internals of you know the cd or the booklet or what have you so with that uh you talk a little bit about the art because the art is awesome on the on the disc and um you know it, it's very obvious that there there was there's a little bit more going on to it than maybe some other ones so talk a little bit about the um the art for this and how how important it was to play into the story and the music that is kind of you know intertwined already yeah the art was really really important and in fact it and we had so many artists involved we had deuce on the cover artist we had the comic book artist we had a merch artist two different merch artists sure and yeah it, so for those four guys i went through about 12 different interviews of artists okay uh, all, all of them technically good enough but the eight that we didn't pick it just i didn't think they were had a, a handle on what I wanted with the story and what right. my bandmates wanted to see. There's a couple of times I liked an artist. Then I talked to my bandmates and they said, no, I'm not sure this is, this is the look we want. So yeah, it was a lot of talking to artists to find, you know, the cover artist guy, comic book guy and the couple merch guys. Right. But, you, know, um, you, you know, that's interesting that you bring up the merch. I hadn't even thought about that. But, you know, if the art can't be done for the merch or if it just looks, you know, hokey, you know, on, on a T-shirt or whatever, then it's not good either. And, that, you know, that's again, that's another important piece that I, I'll bet you people don't even think about when they when they look at a piece of art like this. Yeah, because, you know, we knew we could put the album cover on a shirt, but, you know, you want more shirts and different designs and so I, I reached out to guys who do band shirts for a living. Sure. And well, I was bugging the hell out of them though all the time. I, I you know, I, you got to understand this character. You got to, you got to, we got to be on the same page with what this monster's doing in the story. Right. Uh, it was a lot of work, but it, it was kind of fun too. But I think it all played out. I think all the art came out good and photography as well. We hired three different photographers. Wow. Just to get uh, just to get different looks, right? Well, I mean, it's, it it definitely paid off. You know, just as a as an outsider that has just kind of looked at it, is like, wow, this is really really good stuff here. Oh, thank uh, you. The other thing that really stood out to me, and this is, you may or may not agree, but I'll I'll say it: best sounding Jag Panzer record ever. I mean, the sound is if you picture your band in an arena playing, this is the sound, you know, it's very big. It's very full, huge drums, monstrous guitars, you know? And, and then when I looked on the bio, I was not surprised at all to see Jim Morris from Morris sound and mayor Applebaum, who is like yep. a God these days, you know, and Ken Mary as well. Who's a, you know, he yep. certainly knows this stuff. Talk a little bit about working with these guys and how, if, if, if it was important, I, I don't want to say important. That's probably not the right word, but how important was it for you to capture a sound that was maybe bigger than anything you've done in the past? 
Yeah, it, it was very important. It's a great word because the whole mantra on making this album is whatever we're doing at the moment has to be extremely important. Nothing right. can be a casual step. So we started looking around. We all decided we wanted a um, a real loud record, not a lot, not because lots of records are loud because they're digitally turned up. Right. Mm -hmm. The last section. And we didn't want that. We wanted we didn't want it to sound like an old school record, but I liked what they did in the 70s where, you know, recording Led Zeppelin records, they just put John Bonham's kit in a big room and right. turned up all the microphones loud. Mm -hmm. And then that all changed in the 80s with bands like Def Leppard and let's isolate the snare and let's isolate the bass drum. And, you know, you can't argue with their success, but that's not the sound we wanted. We just wanted this loud where the drums are just ringing the room. And I had my rhythm guitars up so loud that I'm right. going to everybody around me within three doors. Right. I said, look, you got to cut me some slack. I'm going to be recording some really loud rhythm guitar, like shaking my windows loud. Nice. And uh, yeah, so that's the way we did it. And I, I didn't edit things out i mean usually you record a guitar track and there's a few squeals and some guys mm. like oh well let's do that over or let me turn it down or let's put some foam there no i just left it all on there right <laughs> and, and it, especially in your parts you know the the interplay with with you and, and is it ken that played the yeah. leads the yeah. interplay with you and ken is fantastic i mean the the way some of the things have that just kind of a galloping huge galloping riff coming out of your guitar and then just that searing you know that comes yeah. in comes in and rips through the sound it, it's a it's a masterful piece of power metal man thank you you know very good stuff so well, each, oh, each of the people each of the people we chose you know ken mary and casey weaver and uh Mauer applebaum and jim morris everybody hand chosen because we knew they could help us bring that vision forward. Right. Well, and they definitely did. It's like, I said, I cannot stress that enough for people that when this comes out, if you just want to hear just a sonically awesome slab of power metal, this is the record to listen to. It is so big. And that's like the best word I could think of to describe it. It's big, you know, it's just a big, big sounding record. So good, man. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, Mark, why don't we take a quick break here, give people a taste of this big sound. Um, we, you, you've got a couple of lyric videos out there. I figured we'd give people a taste of Stronger Than You Know. Uh, what can you tell us about this song? Uh, classic metal riff. Um, it's it, uh, In the storyline, we've got some eagles that are used for surveillance typically, but they attack a group of men in the story, which is a little bit shocking to the Eagles handler. If you have the comic, the men they attack are the band members. Right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I got to, uh, Ken got to uh, imitate the sound of birds swooping down with his whammy bar on the guitar. So wow, you hear nice. that going on all over the place. So that's what that's supposed to signify. And uh, it's a little bit, a uh, little bit up tempo song. I like it. Of course, yeah. I'm very proud of Absolutely. Well, let's check it out right now. This is Stronger Than You Know. It's Jag Panzer from The Hallowed, which comes out on June the 23rd. And let's check it out now right here on Chris Aiken Presents.
back here on Chris Aiken Presents. Uh, we are chatting with Mark Biotti of the band Jag Panzer. Brand new release, The Hallowed, June 23rd. Make sure you buy it. Don't just stream it, people. It's well worth the purchase, and it helps these guys stay stay alive. Listening <laughs> on Spot- I'm assuming listening on Spotify, while great, not um, not really helpful to you guys. True? Yeah, probably true. Might help our Spotify numbers. I think we have the worst Spotify numbers in the industry. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I, I've, I've seriously had local bands in my town form, and two weeks later, they have better Spotify numbers than us. Well, you know what? I, you know, I, I've said this for a long time. If you're if you're a big heritage band you know a band that's got the long history yeah you can get spotify numbers but if you're not most of us i'm 54 years old most of us buy records still you yeah. know and and we're not going online i mean i do personally i'm a phone junkie so i will go on and listen on spotify or youtube music or whatever i don't think most older people that that would have been in you guys's you know wheelhouse i don't think most of them are are phone first people they're they're right, definitely they're definitely go to the show and buy a copy of the record people you yep, think agree. Yeah, yeah it's it's a it's a different world and, and honestly that makes it a tougher world for for the non-metallicas of the world because it's it's so hard and you know i mean you i'm sure you can attest to this convincing a record label no matter how great the music is that you'll be viable to them I have to imagine that's a terribly difficult process for you guys. It is because our, our numbers are low everywhere. Our digital numbers are yeah. way, way low. Yet we draw good crowds live and we can mm-hmm. get the whole crowd singing along so people know the material. So right. I just, anybody that I talk to about any dealing that wants to look at numbers, I'm just straight up honest with them. Look, these numbers are, are shockingly low, right. but we've got, we've got a great fan base mm-hmm. that shows up and, our records sell reasonably well. Yeah. But uh, digital numbers, nope, don't look to us. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'll tell you what we can look to you guys for is some of these tunes on this record. And uh, I want to I wanna talk about a few of the tunes. The first one is the one that we just played, Stronger Than You Know, which is definitely my favorite, my favorite song on the thing. And it goes back to what we were talking about before. The The riffs and the leads in this song are fantastic. You got kind of that judas priest sort of vibe in there but it's it's definitely distinctly jag panzer at the same time so you know t- tell me a little bit about writing this song and putting it together because i i again outsider looking in this is a song that was written about written by guitar players first and then kind of filled in with everybody else yeah this this song is a lot of it is ken our lead guitar player and i really really pushing each other right because uh Usually in Jag Panzer song as the rhythm guitar player, I usually will back off and give space to the lead player. I don't in this song. He has to take the space from me. Right. And I told him that. I said, I'm going to be competing for that. I'm just going to keep riffing and chunking it as hard as I can to pull attention to the rhythm guitar. So you're going to have to take it from the lead guitar. And he did. I mean, he was just coming up with all kinds of, he's playing all the way through the whole track. Right. Yeah. Cool. And I'm not, hold them back ever on rhythm guitar right so it's a, it's a guitar duel without but not a typical lead duel. right exactly right i mean it's it's it really is it's a big fat guitar number for people that love you know classic metal sounding guitar it definitely fits there 
And, and then the other song I wanted to ask you about is the last tune on the record, which is the epic last rites. You know, it's definitely a, uh, a big, another big number, but it's to me, it's the most different sounding thing that you've done on this record. Talk a little bit about this one. Well, that was interesting. We knew it was going to be long because it had to cover a lot in the story. It had to cover sure. the campfire where the new location and then the animals just listening and deciding they're going to leave the people. So it's that's that's the big it's not really a revolt, even though one of the big cats tries to almost attack the guy on the album cover, but he ends up not doing it. So it, there had to be a buildup in there. So I, I'd written a lot of uh, really good intros, I thought, but our, our drummer said, look, I've got a part that I think will fit. And, you know, everybody's welcome to chip in parts in the band. And sure. yeah, it fit really well. So he wrote that intro. And then um, the other weird thing in the song is... Um, there's a short guitar solo about a minute in where the song gets heavy. Right. And I was telling everybody in the band, look, I, I want a solo kind of like Tiamat, something off a of wild honey. Right. But he's like, what? I don't know what you mean. And so I just got my guitar. We're all on a phone conference and I go, well, do something like this. And everybody <laughs> said, okay, we're just going to keep what you did. Nice. <laughs> and yeah, so that's, I haven't done a solo on a record in like, 25 years right so uh yeah i got the solo there the first solo it's nothing really complicated but it was the mood i wanted and um yeah that's the first song on the record that uses any violin or orchestration really either mm -hmm. and we, that had been kind of a we'd done that a lot on the past several albums but it just it didn't fit on the hallowed until this part right and then uh Ken's got a great lead because he takes sort of a theme from the string part and works it into the solo. And then uh, Harry wanted this real thunderous ending. So, you know, we gave him a rhythm section, a, da -da 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 a really tight stopped rhythm section he could work with. So, yeah, we went through about five or six completely different sections for that song, but it all had to fit and be cohesive. Right. Yeah. I'd imagine that wasn't the easiest process in the world, stitching that all together. No. No, that song took two months to put together. Wow. <laughs> Not and shocking. It was, yeah, it was, uh, it was each person submitting a part. And then uh, several times, a lot of people would come back. No, that doesn't fit or that's not what I'm hearing. Right. So, yeah, we, we were eight weeks on that till we finally came up with an arrangement we liked. Wow. Well, it definitely paid off because it is a, it is a great song. It's definitely a big song that people need to, they need to really, you know, kind of sit down it's not a background listening song i think i think it's no. one that you really got to sit down and just kind of absorb it you know and honestly i think probably more than anything else on the record it's the one song that i think you got to have the comic book open for to kind of follow along with it is that yeah. fair yep yeah yeah that does help excellent well well mark moving forward past this record not that we want to get past it yet it's not even out yet but do you do you see yourself moving forward in this same landscape of writing a, a novel or a, a comic or, or what have you, and then producing music to fit it? Or is this kind of a, a novelty? I know you've done a concept record before, but is this kind of like a novelty that you do every once in a while? And then moving forward, you'll go back to just kind of doing records as you have previously. I, th I think the, ne at least the next one would, 
probably be just a regular Jag Panzer record. Okay. I know I should ask my bandmates, so they may have totally different <laughs> opinions. I'm thinking it's just going to be a regular one, but we'll we'll have to see. It was a lot of fun doing this one. Sure, definitely. Well, man, obviously, man, the the lifeblood of your band and any other band is to get out there and play some shows and let people hear it. Um, what what have you got planned for the rest of this year and moving forward? We got some big summer festivals in Europe. We've got Headbangers Open Air, Vakken, and Alcatraz. So three three big renowned festivals, bunch of club shows in between. And then we've got uh, Blades of Steel in September in Wisconsin. And then we have something in January. I don't know what. Everybody in the band does different jobs, and I don't do the booking. And okay. I was just told to have your passport ready for something new in January. So something new. I, I don't. That could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Any any chance of um, gigs, gigs like a, any sort of touring here, or is it just still too crazy you know financially to get out here and do shows or what yeah it's a little crazy financially at the moment we may uh because the u.s is so huge I mean, yeah just getting yeah. from tour date to tour date it's usually like a 10-hour drive right um i think we were we're looking into maybe spring for the u.s okay excellent well i can't wait personally i hope you get here to cleveland you know because i i'm a i'm a big fan and i would love to see this music played live it is the hallowed it is jag panzer it's out june 23rd again buy it people where where should we tell people to go online mark to to actually pre-order or buy the record and keep up with you guys and tour dates and all that stuff well my preference is always mom and pop stores okay there you go so i i think go to your local Go to your local mom and pop store. They should be able to get it. Atomic Fire's got a huge worldwide reach. Right. If they can't get it, um, in the U.S., Vision Merch has it. Amazon carries it. But my personal taste is go with mom and pop. Very good. Well, one more time, it is the hallowed. It is Jag Panzer. June 23rd is the release date. Um, figured we'd wrap this up with a little bit of the clip from Onward We Toil, another great song from the record. And so, Mark, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about this one to wrap this up? Well, this is a work song. This is, um, we wanted, uh, this is everybody pushing forward, animals and people, everybody working together. So we wanted a work song. And a terrible example of a work song is, Hi ho, hi ho! From Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, right? But, you know that there's a thing to it. Military marches and cadences. So that's our version of this. Uh, we'd never done it before, but we thought this would fit the story to do like a work chorus. Very good. Well, let's check it out right now. It is Honor We Toil. It's Jag Panzer and Mark. Thanks so much for joining us here on Chris Aiken Presents. Thank you. This was fun. Excellent. You think just a bit. 